Welcome to Beit Bereshit, House of New Beginnings, located at 11510 Old St. Charles Road, Bridgeton, Missouri, 63044. Now join us as we partake of Hashem's Word. This portion is Davarim, words starting in Deuteronomy chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse number 6. So if you have your Bible, if you turn there. Are you blessed this morning? Yes. Come on, Israel. Are you blessed this yes. morning? Yes. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 1, starting in verse number 6. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon. As far as the great river Euphrates, see, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Let's pray. Father, what we know not, teach us. What we have not, give us. And what we are not, make us. In Yeshua's name. Amen. You may be seated. By the end of the book of, of Numbers, Moses' career as a leader seems to have come to its end. He had appointed his successor, Joshua, and it would be he not Moses, who would lead the people across the Jordan into the promised land. Moses seemed to have achieved everything he was destined to achieve. It was Moses did next that bears the mark of greatness. For the last month of his life, he assembled the people and delivered the series of addresses we know as the book of Devarim, literally mean words. He reviewed to the people the past and foresaw their future. He gave them laws, some that he had given them before, but in a different form, others that were new. And he wanted Israel to understand that they were a holy people set apart for the king, not to be like the nations around them, not to get caught up in idolatry as the nations they were getting ready to possess, but to remember that they were a set apart people called out for the king. I want you to write this down. To go forward, you must be open to criticism. Did you hear that? To go forward, we must be open to criticism. Leviticus 19.17 says, You shall rebuke your neighbor, but not do a sin in the process. The Torah is telling us that the way to get our neighbors to change is not through rebuke or argument or clever persuasive words. The only way to convince anyone of anything is by way of a clear, obvious proof. A look at it, the original Hebrew clarifies this concept. The Torah says you should give to'ach to your neighbor. To'ach is from the same word as huach, meaning proof. The key to effective rebuke is to produce a self-realization that you're out of order with the Torah. Remember the story of Joseph and his brothers after being sold into slavery 
and then rising to the position of prime minister, Joseph again meets his brothers, and all of a sudden they come to him and they don't remember who he was because he didn't look the same. At this point, Joseph reveals to his brothers by saying, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? Genesis 45.3. This was Joseph's to'ak. You say that our fathers won't survive. Now, this is what they said, because Joseph had said, I'm going to take Benjamin, because he thought that they were spies, or he made them feel they were spies. And they said, no, if you do this, our father won't live. And Joseph said, but did you consider that when you tore me away from my father 22 years ago that you were doing the same thing? You were robbing me from my heirs. So for us to truly understand rebuke, it's got to be for us to understand, to see these things that we're doing wrong. Amen. So one of the things is it's not about what you say. It's about what you do. I want you to write this down. How you receive criticism will cause you to go forward into the land or stay on the wrong side of the land. Do you remember Reuben, Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh who looked at the land with their eyes and said it was good for their sheep and good for their cattle, not understanding the blessings was on the other side of the land? And for some of us, because we hate criticism, we hate for people to correct us, not understanding. If you're not corrected, you won't see the blinders. You won't see the mess that you're walking in. See, we walk this way and your vision is this way. But believe me, God will bring people behind you to see the stuff that you're stepping in, that you're missing, the stuff that you're carrying. And if you have a spirit that is an orphan spirit, you will rebel when God tries to bring correction to bring you forward. Amen. Moses' purpose for correcting Israel's walk was about maturing them so that they, would, they wouldn't look back, that they would enter the land and they would begin to get ready to face the giants. Because believe it or not, believers, this is about the war. Amen. We're already in a war. Amen. And the war is, will you stay forward? Will your trust remain in Yahweh? Or will you all of a sudden begin to look backward and say it was better when I stayed back in Egypt? Number two, if you want to reach your potential, look for constructive criticism. Did you hear that? Now let me say it again. If you want to reach your potential, look for constructive criticism. Go ask for help to get rid of the mistakes. When a person is committed to reaching a goal, he'll, he will accept incredible nagging, incredible harassment, incredible insults so that he would mature and go forward. So you might be saying, what do you mean? So I remember one day I was went to my mentor's congregation in, in Colorado to go minister. And you know how sometimes we think we're all doing well. I don't know, maybe you guys have never been there. But all of a sudden you think you're doing great. You've overcome a test, and you're like, look, see? You're praising yourself. And all of a sudden, as I was getting ready to minister, before I got up to speak, my mentor comes up and he says, now I'm going to introduce you to, to the most humblest fake person I've ever met. Now, to some, they would have said, wow, that was rude. 
But what he was telling me was, Jimmy, don't trust in everything that you see with your eyes. You're not all the way there yet. But see, if you're not open to accept criticism and mature through it and grow. See, when I heard that, after I spoke, the thing that I did next was this. So tell me, what did I leave open that I don't see? What am I missing? What do you see in my life that I'm missing? Because if we're not open to people speaking into our lives to make little changes, to begin to critique how we do things, we'll think everything we're doing is okay, and all of a sudden we'll run and we'll run and we'll jump right off the cliff thinking we're okay and not understanding the Father's trying to give us correction so that we'll stay in order. So Yahweh did this through Moses. He allowed Moses to speak into Israel's life so that they would do one thing, first mature, because think about it, it was another generation. Now I want you to think about this. Being a little kid and watching your mom and dad walk through the wilderness for 40 years, hearing about all the promises that Yahweh had done, all of the miracles that he'd done, but not seeing it in your eyes. And, and every time you hear this, you're like, yeah, sure. It's going to happen one day. And all of a sudden, Moses reminds them and say, listen, that pride, that unforgiveness, that doubt, if you don't deal with it now, it will defeat you before you even enter the land. It'll cause you to walk in lack and not in the blessings of Yahweh. The mission of the spies was clearly one of the most devastating events in Israel's history. It was the very act that caused Israel to wander in the desert for 40 years. Think about that. But see, we think about them, but we forget about the children that walked with them and saw this. And now they're at the door getting ready to go in. And can you imagine? I'm sure they were sitting there thinking, oh, wait, no, this is not going to happen. And all of a sudden, Moses is having to remind them of all the miracles Yahweh did. Write this down. Correct leaders will encourage you to take the land, not to run from the giants in the land. Did you hear that? Correct leaders will encourage you to take the land. Don't run from the giants that are in your land. And I know we, we love to talk about taking the land, but until we take this land, until we deal with this land, until we deal with this land, we're fooling ourselves. We can't even take our own land in our house because we haven't dealt with the giants that are in our own land. So the Father wants us, because he's risen us up as leaders, as judges. He wants us to be mature in this walk so that we will be people of faith in him. Deuteronomy 1, 26 to 28 said, But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents. How many times have we done that? Come on. How many times have you grumbled? And God said, give it up. No, 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 Lord. Or how many times you were corrected, and in your spirit you were like, oh, God, what are you talking about? Maybe I'm talking to myself. And yet, they did not trust what Yahweh was telling them. See, whether you believe it or not, Yahweh has your back. And he wants nothing but the best for us. But if we don't submit to the leaders and people that he brings into our life to speak into our lives, we won't be able to enter the land. Because, see, we deceive ourselves if we think for one moment it's okay, that we're okay, that we're walking the path, 
that we've given up the pride, we've given up the lust, we've given up the fear, we've given up the doubt. The truth of the matter, if we will be real and deal with these things, we'll be able to overcome and take the land. Number four, a true, liter- a true leader will encourage you not to live by your fear, but live by the faith in Yahweh who will bring you through. Did you hear that? Live by the faith of Yahweh who will bring you through. Can I tell you, no one in this congregation can bring you through? It's only Yahweh. And if your faith is in man, you're already deceiving yourself. Because the truth of the matter, if you don't go to him, if he is not the one who completes you, if he is not the source of your life, if he is not your all in all, we will miss what he's trying to do for us. We'll miss being able to go into the land. And yes, Yahweh will use people. But if you don't seek him first and you go to man, it's out of order. Think about it. How many times, you know, when we had a need and we were like crying out and we're like, help God. And you want to say, God, help deliver him. The first thing you do is pick up the phone and go, excuse me, can you uh, help me? Yes, God, I trust in you, but let me ask them. I don't know. Been there and done that. Deuteronomy 1, 29 through 31. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you. Did you hear that? It is the Lord your God who will fight for you if you will put him first. Just like he told Abraham, just like he told Moses, I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. But if you open your mouth to defend yourself, Yahweh will move out of the way. But if you put your trust in him and hold your tongue and be at peace, watch him come to battle for you. Write this down. Number five, faith is not what you say, but what you do. Let me say that again. Faith is not what you say, but what you do. Your walk must match the talk. In Deuteronomy 32, 132, he says, Moses, in spite of this, you did not trust in the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp, to show you the way you should go. So he was saying Yahweh was going before you all the time. He was there. He was providing. He was preparing a way. But instead, you doubted. Remember, because the leaders came back with the negative report, and all of a sudden, they saw themselves as grasshoppers in the eyes of the people. When the people had already heard about what they did, when they came out of Egypt, the fear was already on them. It took 40 years later before Israel could realize that. Think about that for a moment. That previous generation could have went in, and instead, they doubted, and it took their children to come in and see that the nations already around them was already fearful of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses keeps showing Israel the proof of what was Tuach, staring them squarely in the face. It is about us understanding that we are a holy people, being prepared to enter the land. Moses was saying, don't go back. Keep your focus on the one who has delivered you. Keep your eyes on Yahweh. He will go before you. Don't give up. He was saying, don't get up. Don't give up. Don't get upset when I show you the sin, the mistakes that are in your life. 
Think about it. How easy for us to get upset when someone comes to correct us instead of us sitting there and going, Father, forgive me. Help me to change. So I've learned this thing, and my beard gets grayer and grayer every day, that when somebody comes and they bring correction, don't act like an orphan, but listen. Doesn't Yeshua tell us, be quick to listen, slow to speak? Because, you know, the flesh side of us always want to defend ourselves. And if it's not of Yahweh, guess what? You ain't got to defend yourself. Let Yahweh do the defending. But if it's of Yahweh, he's always going to be showing you ways to improve. He's always going to be showing you how to be better. Genesis 4, 7, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is to have you, but you must rule over it. So when the Father comes and shows these issues, it's about maturing. Last thing, number six, write this down. Deal with the old giants that are in your land. Did you hear that? Deal with the old giants that are in your land. In Deuteronomy chapter 3, it says, Next we turned and went up along the road toward Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, with his whole army, marched out to meet us in the battle at Edri. Now I want you to understand this. Og was the last Rephaim of a race of giants who was able to escape the flood during Noah's day. Did you hear that? Og was the last of the Rephaim, last of the giants from Noah's day who escaped the flood and who was able to escape. And then they came out to meet Israel. This is the first battle Israel faced when they go into the land, the old giants. Think about that. What are the old giants in our life? You know, the thing that makes you want to go backward. No matter how many times Yahweh does a miracle, no matter how many times he delivers, no matter time, how many times he provides, there's that one thing that makes you want to go backward. The old giants. That's the thing we must deal with. We must get to the point where we just say, you know what? Enough is enough. I've not come this far. I've not come through these 42 encampments, come to this gate to finally say, you know what? I'm going backwards. Or I'm staying on this side of the land. We must choose to say, I'm first going to deal with the old giants. And every one of us have an old giant in our heart. And if we will be real, if we will open up before Yahweh, you'll hear Yahweh say, I have already given you the land. Take it out. Don't play with it. Don't tease it. Chop it down. Pick up your sword and go to war. Put your spear through the enemy. Say, enough is enough. I am not going backward. This day, I choose not to live in my fear. This day, I choose not to go back into an orphan spirit. Because how many times have Yahweh tried to correct us and the orphan spirit rises and says, but that's not me. I'm not that kind of person. And yet Yahweh is saying, yes, you're that kind of person. But Jimmy says, no, God, that's not me. That's got to be somebody else. Jimmy would never do that. No, Jimmy, that's you. 
you got to be kidding me, Lord. I thought I was your man. Sure. Now let's deal with the giant. Let's chop down the giant. Because I know if you won't deal with this old stinking giant that's been here for the longest time, guess what? When I start opening the door for you, Jimmy, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go backwards. Because as you go into this war, this is just the beginning of the test. So here Yahweh tells Israel, deal with the old giant. And now you shall take your land. The Lord said to me, Deuteronomy 3.2, do not be afraid of him, for I have delivered him into your hand, along with his whole army and his land. Do what you did to him. Do what you did to the king of Sihon and Og. Totally annihilate. Totally wipe them out. Israel, it's time to take your land. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Bay Parachute. We look forward to seeing you at one of our services. Our service times are Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Bible study, Saturday Bible study at 10 a.m., and Shabbat service at 11 a.m. May Yahweh richly bless you as you continue to stay in his word.